You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio a 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your Silver Fox advisor and the host of the Weekly Business Hour. Welcome you to today's show. This will be our last live show of the year, and I'm glad you've joined us. And for you who have followed us throughout the year, I want to thank you so much. I appreciate your comments, uh, whether they're bad or good. As long as they're constructive, I want to hear them. And again, you can always reach me, even if you have a question about your own business, because as you know, as a Silver Fox advisor, I make a living working with people, mentoring and advising small business people. So drop me a line. It's real simple. Right here at the station, Rick, R-I-C-K, at IRLoneStar.com. Let me start up a communication, a conversation with you, and talk about business. Also want to thank our show sponsor, Allegra HR. Great folks at Allegra HR, or as I like to say, AllegraHR.com, because that's how you reach them. That's A-L-E-G-R-E-H-R. If you've got one or more employees, you've got human resources. And we hear it all the time. Human resources are our most important asset. These folks can help you from A to Z, from the hiring process to if you have a problem in termination or if you need to talk about profit plan, profit sharing plans, anything to do with employees. These folks, in my opinion, are one of the best around. And they're based right here in Montgomery County out of the Woodlands but they have offices literally all over the world. So reach out, AllegraHR.com. And I want to remind you, too, also, that if you want to listen to a podcast of this show or any of our shows for the past couple of years, go to Facebook. And first, I ask that you like us on the Facebook page, The Weekly Business Hour, because then you can set up an alert, and it will alert you each week when we post our new show, and you can go and take a look. We've started posting a more complete synopsis so you can see the topics we talk about, the guests that we have, see something interesting, then you can click on and listen to the show. So remember, Facebook, the Weekly Business Hour page, please like us. Well, today's show, we've got a great group of folks joining us in the studio right now. Chris Pettigrew, the owner of Pettigrew and Pettigrew Land Services with us, going to talk about his business, which is based right here in Montgomery County. Also joining us in the expert corner, one of our great experts, Margie Taylor, the owner of Taylorized PR. And I'm going to close out today's show with my Silver Fox tip of the week. What does 2018 look like from the small business point of view? So I encourage you, sit back, grab your pad and pencil, and get ready to take notes as we talk about business right here on the Weekly Business Hour. And a reminder again, if you have a question, email me, rick at irlonestar.com. Or if you're shy about email, never met anybody who is, but if you happen to be, call me, 832 699-2132. That's 832-699-2132. Let me offer you an encouragement as we go into the heart of the holiday season. It's important as a business that we be generous with our community. Every business in the community, in the business community, wherever you're listening from, needs to support one or more local nonprofits. If you haven't connected yourself at this point in in the career or the season of your business, then you need to do that. Please reach out during the holidays, not a better time. Connect with a nonprofit. 
Support it not only with your money, with your funds, but support it with your time. And preferably, if you have employees, connect them with it. Make it part of your business, being part of the community. Well, as always, there's opportunities right in front of us, so I encourage you to get up and grab them. Because the Weekly Business Hour is where Montgomery County and businesses throughout the world come to talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve their businesses, and to hear from some of our local business leaders on how they have found success right here in Montgomery County. And before we kick into the actual show, I want to give you one more reminder. We post a podcast of the show also to YouTube. A lot of folks like to watch video when they listen to audio. I happen to be one of those. Go to YouTube. We have a channel, The Weekly Business Hour. Just click on it, and you can listen to today's show. And again, go back. We have a history of shows going back a couple of years. Well, we're to that part of the show, which is the, the meat and potatoes, as I like to call it. And that's where we talk to business leaders. And we've got a great business leader here with us today, Chris Pettigrew, the owner of Pettigrew and Pettigrew Land Services. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate you having me on the show today. Well, Chris, you and I were talking prior to the start of the show and, and getting a little more background. You've got a great family business. It's got some generation to it. Share with us, just to get us started, a little bit about the business history for Pettigrew and Pettigrew. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So P Pettigrew and Pettigrew Land Services uh, is located out of the Woodlands, Texas. We are on uh, High Timbers Drive right there on the waterway by the big fire station, if you know the Woodlands. Uh, we've been in business for over 15 years. Started out the business with my mother and father out of the back bedroom of their home right there in Spring, Texas. Uh, got in this business most of my life doing the uh, off and on weekend work with my mother, contract jobs in the land administration for lots of small to mid-sized oil and gas exploration companies. And uh, back in about 15 years ago, we started uh, <clears throat> just working out of the back bedroom of the house and it's evolved into a multi-million dollar company, 17 different employees. Um, we have we do many different services from all across the United States and we're uh, very happy to do what we do and have a great staff. And without my staff, it really wouldn't all happen. So, Well, let me ask you something. And, and you and I touched on this. I, I born and raised in Houston, so you got to know a little bit about the oil and gas business. Yep. But land services, thats a, that covers a wide breadth of services. Just a short answer, if you will, kind of sum it up. Tell our listeners what land services is all about. Not a problem, Rick. So land services, uh, and if you're in the business, you might know a lot of people call the land man uh, who goes out there and procures oil and gas leases for the rights to drill oil and gas wells. What we do as a specialty is we're more of the in-house. We handle all the administration. Uh, we also help plan and drill oil and gas wells. We help pay royalty owners for people who own the land and get the checks off the revenues from oil and gas that is produced. We also help assist companies in acquisitions and divestiture. So as they trade properties amongst each other, um, sometimes small companies to big companies and vice versa. And so we're really on the inside of everything. We also do field land administration and field work. Uh, we have great people that can go all across the United States and procure oil and gas leases, do title research. Uh, we can map out your property. We can help you drill a well. We can take it from prospect to pipeline at the end of the day. So you basically provide a, I don't know if the right word's back office. We hear that a lot in business, yeah. but you provide an administrative office for small, as you said, small to medium-sized oil companies. So I guess they don't have to have that type of expertise in-house. Absolutely. It's an outsourcing company, so they can rely on our expertise for accounting, land, GIS, uh, division orders, and revenue at the end of the day. Well, you do a lot of important things. There's no doubt about that. I'm curious, uh, you're in a competitive business, I assume. There's other folks doing this. How do you, how do you get a client? How do you market your service and obtain clients? 
You know, Rick, that's a great question. Uh, 15 years I've struggled, as a lot of business owners do, with where to advertise, how to advertise to make that work properly. To be honest with you, it, it really goes back into the old-fashioned best advertising you can get, which is word of mouth. Uh, my clients tend to talk about our services. They tend to tell their associates, maybe friends that are in the industry, uh, about what we are capable of doing. Uh, and that's usually how we get most of our, our work, which is doing a good job for somebody else. But we do also uh, partake in uh, industry summits. We are doing a NAEP Expo here coming up in the George R. Brown, which I've been partaking in for many, many years. We do some advertising through the associations that are out there, the American Association of Petroleum Landmen, uh, Association of Lease and Title Analysts. And we are very heavy in those associations when it comes down to partaking to that. So it's a lot of industry and, and who you know and what you know a lot of times, but the best way is do a good job for somebody and they tell somebody else. So the thing that separates you from your competitors doing a good job, I mean, how, I mean I've got you and another one. How do I pick who I'm going to use on a particular job? You know, the oil and gas industry is a small world. And uh, a lot of times people tend to uh, go with who they know. And, and a lot of times it's who you know and what you know that will, that will separate you from that competition. Um, of course, everybody wants to know the budget and, and what's out there. And uh, I'm a pretty firm believer that the cheapest isn't always the best way to go, as we tend to find uh, in our worlds that we may shop in retail or restaurants. Um, but most of it is going to be uh, word of mouth from somebody else, somebody vouching for what we've done for them, and, and they tell other people. Well, Chris, this is, is extremely interesting to me. Uh, unfortunately, we're to our first break already. But ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you to stay with us because we're going to come back. I think we're going to get a really good education about being in a competitive environment and building relationships. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. This is Rick Schisler, your Silver Fox advisor and host of the Weekly Business Hour. And we're in the studio today having a conversation with Chris Pettigrew, the owner of Pettigrew and Pettigrew Land Services. Well, Chris, when we went to the break, we talked about how to compete or how you compete in your business. And we kind of briefly touched on it's about relationships. As you mentioned, the industry really is small, even though the average person might think oil and gas, boy, that's a huge, huge business worldwide. How do you go about building relationships? I know that's a basic question, but obviously a very important one to you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the business is a big business and there's so many people that serve this business. And uh, I think a lot of people that are in the business tend to serve and, and work or compete with a small group, but there's tons of small groups out there. Uh, building relationships is a very important part of my business, whether it be working with uh, a particular person who's part of the job and, and learning a little bit more about their company and, and succeeding together to accomplish the task for our client together. Uh, I meet a lot of people that way and, and form good relationships, relationships with that. 
Um, at the same time, the relationships that we do build with uh, employees or contractors that we may use, uh, I tend to keep a bullpen and we like to call them back. So, you know, it, it's really all about just trying to be an honest and ethical person at the end of the day and along with your company and your employees. And when you build those relationships and you're, you succeed together, people tend to like to call you back because there was success there. And uh, it's no problem with calling an old friend saying, hey, you want to do it again? And everybody's happy. So, Well, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, I suspect in a, in a way in your voice, it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. It's a great challenge to have in business yeah. because those relationships are long term. There's The work is not a one off. It's constantly building something. I have. Uh, I was on the phone today on the way to your show talking with a relationship, a, a gentleman who runs Genesis Land and Minerals. His name is Don Hebner. Known Don for 15 years. and We still do business together today. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. Well, let's talk about your industry. I mean, everyone in the public that has an automobile or any price of gas goes up and down, that's how we measure. It's on the news. It's everywhere. Oil industry, What even a price of a barrel oil, probably a lot of folks can get real close on what it is or was last week. Industry ups and downs, though, are tough on business, your business. I mean, how do you roll with the tide, so to speak? You know, uh, it is. The oil and gas industry has been up and down for pretty much the past 10 years. And and it's been up and down in the 80s and 90s. I'll meet people that survived the 80s. I meet people that survived the 90s. And now I'm a survivor of the the 2000s twice. Uh, The truth is, is you save for a rainy day. You know, when business is good, which the oil business can be a good business for everybody, it's very tempting to go out there and uh, go shop at Neiman Marcus and take the wife out. But the best thing that you can do is uh, save for those rainy days for when the business is slow. And a lot of people out there who do survive, that's exactly what they do. You just plan and, and you keep it in the bank. You, you try not to go out there and buy the new Corvette. Well, let me ask you about that. Now, that's that's more on a personal point of view. But, I mean, every business does a certain amount of planning. I'm a one-page planner, by the way. So sure. I'm not putting together big, big plans. Sometimes if you have a lender, though, they require them. How do you plan? I mean, you're growing your business. You're adding people. And once you add them, you hate to cut them loose, particularly if they're good and you've invested time in them. But how do you do any short-term, long-term planning with all these ups and downs? You know, watching the market is has been the best thing that I can do. Um, you know, since 2014, the market's been a little low. We're starting to kind of come back, and it's we're at a nice plane right now. We're not hitting 80 or $100 oil, and people aren't popping champagne and smoking cigars. Uh, but at the same time, we're, we're looking real good for 2018 at this point. Uh, I like to watch and see what the investors are doing. Uh, there's a lot of private equity in our industry. There's a lot of banking that comes into it. So when you see the private equity picking back up again, things are looking pretty prosperous. When you see the bankers getting into things, things are looking very prosperous. Uh, when you see Wall Street hedging against certain things, things get prosperous. But it's a little hard to tell. It's a very much a six-month to a year type of behavior. You have to pay attention. Um, and you want to be able to staff accordingly and be ready for those new tasks. And sometimes they come in waves, the calls, other times they come trickling in. But if you can just kind of watch what the market's doing, uh, again, we're small, small industry. It's, it's, it's not very difficult to see, but if you planned and you saved and you're able to hang around, you'll be able to see it. And, and that brings to mind, uh, you're in the land service uh, business. Uh, what has changed over the last five years? I mean, you've had this consistent up and down in the oil and gas industry that you serve. But in your particular industry, what changes have you noticed over the last five years? I think the biggest change has been technology on all fronts. Um, people will tell you that shale oil and fracking is a big, huge technology, although it was invented by Mitchell long time ago in the 80s. Um, and that has impacted. But I think for what I do, it's it's the computerization of things, scanning of documents, the 
the computer has has really taken away a lot of the handwriting and the index cards and a lot of the manual efforts that are put into the uh, back office at the end of the day. Uh, computer programs are getting better and they're more refined. We're able to get information at the drop of a, a, a you know a, a needle and, and that's a great thing. So as a manager, we all want to be able to do our jobs efficiently and quickly and having that information at our hands quickly will let us make great decisions fast. Uh, sometimes that means the difference between you and somebody else getting to that rig. So uh, I rely on companies that want to procure land to drill oil wells, and I rely on companies that want to drill oil wells, and that's really what we need to see out there. So the technology on all fronts, whether it be in my business or their business, um, allows people to make uh, faster decisions quicker, and therefore we're putting more holes in the ground, and that keeps me busy. Let me ask you a question. In fact, at the end, at the in the fourth point of this show, in the in the last segment, I'm talking about 2018 in small businesses, and part of the research. Uh, with uh, the Microsoft Store folks providing me a great survey about technology and adapting to it and so on and so forth. Biggest challenge in general, by the way, for small businesses yep. in that survey. How do you stay on top, your company, as a small business, stay on top of the technology? In other words, stay up with it, what you need to be competitive, but not too far down out there as an early adapter or whatever. What do you do as a manager and an owner to stay on top of the right technology. You know, it's all about coaching and training. It's all about teaching the technology to people. Technology tends to be scary to some and not so many to others. Uh, I started this business with my parents and of course I'm younger, they're a little bit older and I was more adapt to technology uh, being raised around it. Um, I always like to tell people I'm, I'm one of the last generation that knows what a phone hanging on the wall looks like compared to a cell phone. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, if you have certain technologies, databases, it might be Microsoft products, it could be Adobe products, the fear of what you're going to do with them is really what stops people from learning them. If you can pull it apart and show them how great it can make your job, how easy it can make your workflow, how technically it makes things easier for you, and then teach how it works, people tend to not have that fear anymore. So we do a lot of inner training on how to use certain products and certain technologies that are out there, including all of our systems and computers, and try to break that fear so people will just adapt to it. Well, you know, that kind of leads me into my, my next topic I want to touch on is how do you measure success for yourself and your business? You know, uh, what, what a wonderful question for a business owner. Uh, I measure success on how happy my employees are. Uh, to me, you know, happy employees is a lot like how happy wife, happy life, you know. So at the end of the day, when my people are happy and they feel like they're motivated, they feel like they're ready to get a job done, then we can do a good job for our clientele which at the end of the day is going to make you money. It's, it's going to keep you in business. It's going to keep people happy. Um, you know, there's nothing worse out there than not doing a good job for somebody. And that doesn't matter what industry that you're in. So my employees really do carry a lot of weight. And uh, we focus on coaching and training them and making them better all the time. Recognition for doing a good job, accountability whenever there's issues. But at the same time, you know, without them, we don't, we don't make the business happen. You know, it sounds like people are really important in your business. I believe they're important in every business, but some more so because you've got a, a business of specialization requires certain expertise, a lot of learning, new products, software, whatnot. How do you find the right people? I love that question. Uh, you know, I've, over the years, you know, hiring people, I've hired people that are trained and they have great resumes and they've done this for a long time. I have many people that work for me that were paralegals. They've never done this in their life. When I first started, I never did it. Um, this is not something you can go to college for. This is not something you can get a four-year four degree for. Uh, you need to have an apprenticeship. You need to have somebody that can show you the ropes. And, and our industry is full of those people. And we believe in that too. So I look for people that are motivated, people that want to be successful, people that really want to come in and do a good job. Um, I mean, I 
I want to see that you have the expertise, but I have a young lady who works for me who used to run a restaurant. I have people that used to work for lawyers and they've never done this in their entire life. So we coach and train it and we teach it. And uh, it's nice to get expertise sometimes for certain things, but at the same time, it's nice to also be able to, to be able to mold that mind in the way it needs to go for our business. Cause we do a lot of different things. You know, one of the things I've learned in business over the years, and it sounds like you, you the same, it, you find the right people. That's right. That fit your culture, your business, your industry, and then you train them. You can train them to the expertise. You can't you teach a person to work. That's inside. It's already built in. Whether whether you want to come to work every day and do a good job, whether you want to wake up every day and and face the world and come in and do the best you can for your life, those are the type of people that I'm looking for that are out there. Um, I'm not looking for a clock watcher or paycheck getter. There's lots of jobs out there that you can go get to do that. Um, but that's not really working to me. I want to come in and I want to feel successful at the end of the day. You know, when we went to school, whether it be high school or college, you're always told you're either making an A or a B and you can go home and hang something on your refrigerator. But at the end of the day, as adults, do we get to take home something to hang it on our refrigerator, feel good about ourselves? Sometimes we just need that good job or the accomplishment of our job to, to feel like, hey, we hung that A on the fridge today. So uh, that's very important to me that my people feel that way. I want to feel that way. So when my clients are happy and things go good, I like to go home and hang something on my refrigerator and just uh, remind myself that, hey, you made an A today, you know, so that's a good thing. You know, it's, it's it's like having a gold star day. That's a term That's right. I use in my business. Get you a star like they used to do and put it on the board. <laughs> well, let me ask you about that. I mean, one of the challenges I see in your business uh, is that you provide services in a, in a geographically, I mean, over the United States and perhaps beyond. How do you operate in such a wide area? It's education. You know, uh, there's 32 oil and gas producing states out there in the United States. There's offshore. There's international. Uh, we mainly work uh, domestic and a little bit of offshore. And if you can put a hole in the ground and pull oil and gas, then we need to know about how those uh, states work. They're titled, they're legal. Um, there's different ways that property is owned across the United States. There's uh, the way the United States was put together that you can pay attention to history. Um, but it's really about education. So if somebody from North Dakota contacts me and says, we want you to manage our oil and gas leases, uh, what's your expertise in North Dakota? Have you ever worked up there before? Do you understand the title? Uh, we may get a call for Pennsylvania, the same situation. Of course, we get lots of Texas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana. Why? Well, that's the trifecta down here. Um, you know, but my first job ever was working in Louisiana. Uh, I worked in Calcasieu Parish, Louisiana, so I got to cut my teeth. And there's a whole different ball game next door than it is over here in Texas. So it's about education. And the more people that understand something, that understand how the rules of the states go, the better opportunity we're going to have to work in that state. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, it, I'm sitting here. I'm a little bit overwhelmed in your industry. I mean, you're, you compete in a lot of businesses within the industry. You, you've, you've got people you're hiring, you're training. You just talked about geographically 32 states plus and knowing all the rules to operate in those states and being a small business. What are some, and I'm almost afraid to ask this question, what are some of the biggest challenges you face on a day-to-day -day basis? You know, I think the some of the biggest challenges that you're going to face is is, is believing that we really know what we're doing most of the time, uh, researching and taking that time to research. We have books on walls from every state you can think of, uh, individual trainings that people have taken, and we share that. So, you know, it's about taking the job and then making sure that we put the right person on the job or making sure that they understand how to do the job. That's probably the biggest challenge is spending that time to uh, get that done. Everybody wants something done yesterday. So do you have the time to coach and train? Do you have the time to make it right? Do you have the time to really make this perfect? I don't think any business owner does. So how do you adapt to that? And how do you uh, try to find the time to still get the job done while you're learning something new possibly, or you're maybe you're changing gears from Texas to Oklahoma and you're going from a community property state to a, a different type of state that has ownership. 
there's different rules that come in Oklahoma from Texas, although it's real easy to drive across the state lines. We all tend to think it's all the same. Um, but, you know, you find the right people, you put them together, and, and, and teaming people together I think has been very successful for us where one person may know and the other person doesn't. We work in a very open atmosphere office, so my uh, team members are able to confide in each other and run things by each other. And I think that helps with the motivation and with, with the understanding that, Hey, we, we know what we're doing and, and getting the right thing done properly. Well, it makes a lot of sense to me. Well, Chris, as we kind of conclude our discussion today, what's the future hold for you and your business? You know, uh, PMP land, Pettigrew and Pettigrew, we are just trying to adapt. We're, we're taking on more technology. We are opening up more services to people that are out there. Um, 2018 is looking like a pretty good year for oil and gas. I have lots of people that are in my family and friends that work in different sectors. And I'm hearing from all of them that we're going back to work and we're, you know, having a good time and, and people are becoming happy again. Uh, for me, it's just about offering the total package and making sure that when a client calls me that we can really help them on all fronts. Um, so it, it's, it's always about growth. You know, we started just putting leases in a database. Then we started mapping, then we start paying revenue. Sometimes the client just says, Hey, can you do this? And we, learn something new because they wanted us to do it. So don't be scared, you know, uh, get out there and, and, and chase the dream, make sure that you approach. And, and if you think you can do it, do it, you know, that's really what it's about. So growing your business is, you know, uh, looking at the forecast, thinking, you know, everything. And then sometimes you don't, but just being ready for that customer is the best way to get the, get the clientele at the end of the day. Well, Peter, thank you so much for taking time out of your obviously busy day to join us and share some of the secrets of how you've been successful in your business. If folks want to reach out and talk to you, uh, contact you, what's the best way for them to do it? Yeah, you can go to our website. It's uh, www.pmplandservice.com. That's not plural. We also run another site called landlinenews.com that has tons of information about the land industry for oil and gas, including mergers, acquisitions, coaching and training. There's a forum you can talk on, um, a lot of good information about legal matters that we may need to be aware of. Uh, you can also uh Give me a contact at chris at pmplandservice.com. That's my email. Uh, we'd be more than happy to talk to the business owners out here in the Woodlands. We we work with a lot of different business owners, and I have some friends that we also do business with uh, uh, as far as benefit packages, things like that. So it's all about keeping it local. I, I love that a lot. But, uh, yeah, if you want to talk everyone talk about land, check out landlinenews.com. Uh, give me a ring at chris at PMP Land Service and be more than happy to talk. Well, thank you again, Chris Pettigrew, for joining us today. And, ladies and gentlemen, we're at the bottom of the hour. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be in the expert corner. One of our local experts, Margie Taylor, the owner of Taylorized PR, who's going to give us some tips on how to finish the year strong and start the new year in your promotion. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR advisors today at 281 620 0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schistler, your Silver Fox advisor and host of the Weekly Business Hour. And as we go into our expert corner, before we get there, 
I want to remind you again, if you missed something in today's show or you want to re-listen to something, there are podcasts. And one of the places you can find them is on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, type in the Weekly Business Hour, and you'll be taken to the Weekly Business Hour channel. And we've got shows from the past that are there. And today's show should be posted about Wednesday of this week. So I encourage you to do that. And again, I would like to thank our show sponsor, Allegra HR, or as I say, AllegraHR.com, because that's where you can find information that can be very, very helpful, time-saving, and perhaps save your company. Now, that sounds drastic, but the fact is your HR, there are roadblocks out there, there are landmines, you need to be aware of it. But more importantly with HR, your human resources is hiring the best people, keeping them motivated, and keeping them happy, as we heard from Chris Pettigrew in our last segment. So reach out if you have an HR question. Take, let them take a look. Let them review your HR policies, AllegraHR.com. Expert corner, Marty, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. Merry Christmas, Margie. <laughs> and Merry Christmas to you, Rick. How are you? Well, I'm doing wonderful. I tell you, this is our last live show of the year, and I am happy that you have been taking some time out. I know you're very busy to join us. But, you know, at the end of the year, businesses have to promote their business. Some people let their guard down. Of course, if they're in retail and it's a busy time of year, right, they're out there promoting. But what about business in general? What can we do to promote our business at the end of the year? Well, you know, December is the new January, just saying. So better get a start on it now before January is already here and the year starts rolling forward. So everybody tends to kind of just take a break the last two weeks and now we're a week out till Christmas. No, no, don't take a break. Take a couple days off, but start planning your strategy of how you're going to go forward in 2018. Gosh, that's a big number, 2018. I mean, do you have a goal? Where do you want to do? Where do you want to reach? Who's your target audience? You know, it's crazy, but so many people don't even know who their target audience is. You know, I mean, that seems to me a very important thing. You need to know who you're marketing to, because then you can change up your marketing to that specific group right? Well, you know, the other thing I find <laughs> about target audiences and even more so as technology is your target audience or your target prospects, if you will, whatever, it shifts, it moves around in some cases. And I find that in business, what you, the people you sold to yesterday might've moved a little bit over to the left, right, up or down. Well, that's true. And it, you got to stay happen. with them. So now is a good time to start plotting it out. Write yourself bullet points or something. Do an outline of what your business strategy is going to be. Start planning those meetings with the rest of your team of what that looks like. Take it month by month. But you need to have the overall goal, who you're going to hit, how you're going to get there, and what do you want from them when you get their attention? What, what, what kind of uh, action plan? Uh, what are you wanting them to do? Are you wanting them to buy? Are you wanting them to change some of their norms? What, what are exactly are you wanting? And, but you got to write it down because if you don't write it down, it doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. You know, it's just a pipe dream, so to speak. And you need to also know what is unique about your business because that is part of your storytelling. And although there's let's say so many restaurants, so many realtors, everybody knows a realtor, a handful, different ones specialize in different things. So what's your specialty? What makes you unique? You know, jewelry stores, there's a lot, uh, there's Zales, there's, uh, who are the, Tiffany, there's a bunch of different jewelry stores. 
but only a, fir- a, a handful have unique heirlooms, custom-made jewelry, something like that. Is that your unique niche? What is your niche? And so, and it may have changed. Like you said, your target audience, maybe it's changed to something else. But whatever it is, you need to keep that as a focus message in all your marketing plan. Write it down now. You, you know, know, I had somebody tell me one time, in fact, it may be a saying somebody's put out there, but dreams are not plans. You can no. have a dream, but then you need to plan it. Right. And uh, I'm convinced that over half the small businesses, at least the ones I've come in touch with in my life, don't write any kind of plan. I'm the one-page planner, by the way, uh, because so many people are afraid or uh, what it is. I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe it's the commitment. They don't want to write it down. Because be it makes to, it real if you write it down. And then you've got to be accountable. That's right. And and that's, that's good. Right. That's good. And or they don't they feel like they got to write a 50 page plan. And that's not true. No, a one page outline, you know, what, who, what, when, where, how. It's kind of like a press release. Write all the specifics of who you want to hit, what you're going to do, who the demographics are. Oh, and your marketing plan. How are you going to get it out there? How are you going to tell the story? You're going to have visuals. You're going to have postcards. What kind of uh, marketing material do you have? Put that in there. I mean, you don't have to design it right now, but put a plan out there and then you need to go out there and plan how you're going to market it. How are you going to network it? You know, because it's about relationships. I truly believe if you want to really increase your business, people have to know who you are, but not just advertising, but getting out there and making solid relationships so that people refer you. Well, and I think the other thing that people lose, I talk about extended relationships, the fact that my business may not lend itself particularly to networking, and there are businesses that local networking, but there's national, there's state, there's all kinds of ways to network. The idea is that once you market your story and you put it out there, then when these people hear it, they immediately identify with it. That's because right. Because they know you. They've got a face that they can put with your story, and you're extending or reinforcing your message. That's right. So, I mean, we're talking about public relations. So it's it's based on your relationships and your success isn't measured. It's measured over time by the relationships you keep because those referrals will keep coming back to you. You want recommendations because they're real. They're long lasting. An ad is great to get in front of people, but it's black and white. It's, it's two dimensional. It's the relationships that are going to, that are going to tell your story when people repeat your story that, I mean, you can't pay for that. That's earned media. I, I think that's exciting. If somebody's talking about Rick Schisler and um, how they have, he's worked with you, to me, that's more valuable than picking up something that you wrote talking about it. You Don't know, it's you funny think? you should say that. That happened to me personally the other day, and it can happen to everybody and should happen to people. I was asked to give a speak, uh, speech, uh, talk, whatever you want to call it, to a very large group of people, business people, because somebody remembered me uh, that I, anyway, relationship Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. somebody says, Hey, we're putting our agenda together for next year. Do we know anybody? And da, da, da. And the next thing you knew that was pure relationships. Absolutely. Good relationship, but a relationship I happen to enjoy very much. Let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, we've got a little bit of time left to talk about, okay, we, we, assuming we're not in the hectic world of Christmas retail, I'll call it where every day is just going crazy. We have utilized this time, which I love. Take these two weeks and kind of, like you say, celebrate two or three days, but then use, <laughs> right? it, to, use it to dream and plan and put, make sure you've got it done. Uh, now we go into the new year. With New Year's Eve has been rung out. We've all recovered and we've got that first two, three, four weeks, January of the new year. What do we do to get off on, with a bang, so to speak, the new year? 
Well, you've got to have that outline of where you want to go and then start putting feet on the ground and seeing what you can do to get out your message. I mean, there's a lot of um, places you can go and network. There's places that you can put out your information for free, as a matter of fact, or if you're having an event, start planning what you're going to do and how you're going to get there and then communicate that with everybody else on your team. Because if you don't tell your, your own, your story of your business, somebody else will. So, and it's just very effective. People buy relationships and, and stories and magic. That's what they're buying. Something that gets them as excited as you are. So beginning in January, let's say January 4th, which happens to be the farmer's market day, just throwing that out there first Thursdays. But, you know, get it, get it together. There, there's no time. Time does not wait for anyone. If you're not getting yourself together and running, uh, you're going to be looking at your competition right behind you, and they're going to pass you by. Let me give you a warning right now based on what you've said. I want people to hear, not so much you, but to hear this warning. I had this today already. I had someone I contacted on a business situation, some business I needed to do, and they say, well, uh, we're off, we're this, that. We'll get back to you at the first of the year. So I backed away and I said, well, it's two weeks, give or take, to the end of the year. And what's the first of the year? A week, two weeks, end of the new year? And I started thinking, boy, it'd be easy to slide past 30 days, an entire month, so to speak, Liar part of December 1st, they've just wiped that out in their business. So they've got an 11-month business. Well, then I'm sure their vacation, I mean, really cutting down their opportunities. And I, you know, I hung the phone up, said thanks. And then I started thinking about other options I might have. You run into that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, as a small business, you really don't take a lot of time off, <laughs> period. So, and you try to, I mean, I try to tell myself, don't work past nine o'clock at night. And then I just shut it down because it'll just have to wait because you have to have balance in life. But yet again, you can't be all about your other interests and family. I mean, if you're going to run a successful business, you're thinking all the time. You're thinking, you're writing down, ha have a pad of paper with you anywhere you can so that you can write down ideas as they come to you and then take that uh, quality time to sit down and uh, put those plans in motion, you know, put, put that outline together because again, time doesn't wait for anyone and you need to be ready. You don't want to waste the whole month of January. Actually, that's a great time to start getting stuff together because not, if you are ahead of the pack, you win. <laughs> you know, if everybody else is still sleeping and snoozing through the beginning of the year, then you have that advantage. And I see that everywhere in small business. Well, Margie Taylor, Taylorized PR, thank you so much for coming in and enlightening us, telling us things. I think, yes, words of wisdom, but words that are just out there. And I think they're necessary for everyone who's listening who has a business. Finish the year out strong and then wake up on January 2nd, 3rd, and go to work and make it happen. If folks right. want to reach you and talk about PR, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, they can send an email to Margie, M-A-R-G-I-E, at TaylorizePR.com. Of course, you can go to IRLoneStar.com, Conroe Culture, find all my contact information. You can go to TaylorizePR on Facebook and find me, send me a message. I'm really easy to find. My website is TaylorizePR.com, and that's T-A-Y-L-O-R-I-Z-E-D-P-R. And happy anniversary to my husband, because I would not have Taylorized PR if I hadn't been married to him for 18 years today. Well, congratulations <laughs> to the Taylors. That's right. Thank you so much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our final break for the, the day. And when we come back, 
want to talk to you a little bit about 2018. What does 2018 look like from the small business point of view? So please stay with us. We'll be right back. Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. This is Rick Schisler, your Silver Fox advisor and host of the Weekly Business Hour. I want to thank you for joining us today. I think we've had a good show worth your time. A lot of great information from Chris Pettigrew and Pettigrew and Pettigrew and, of course, Margie Taylor, Taylorized PR. Hope you'll get something out of that and something perhaps that you can use today. Well, this is the part of the show where I like to take a few minutes uh, and deliver what I call my Silver Fox Advisor Tip of the Week. This week being kind of the close of 2017. And as Margie and I discussed, we're looking forward to 2018. Entitled, What Does 2018 Look Like from the Small Business Point of View? I wrote a blog to uh, talk about this earlier this week. And if you didn't get a chance to read it, uh, I want to talk uh, quite a bit about that subject. And before I get started, though, I want to thank the Microsoft Store people. Uh, they conducted a survey back in October uh, of small business insights that they do. And a lot of the information I'm going to talk to you about today is based on that survey. They surveyed over 1,000, uh, over 1,300 uh, small businesses around the country to get a lot of this information. And I think it's very insightful, and they have passed it on to me and are allowing me to share it with you our listeners. So let's get started. What does 2018 look like? Well, from everybody's perspective, obviously, from where you sit in your business, it looks a little bit different. And it's always kind of mind-numbing or hand-wringing for me as a business guy when I was in business to kind of, okay, what's 2018 really going to look like? But at some point, you got to grab a trend, you got to grab an idea, develop your business plan from that, and move forward and hopefully the year turns out as well or better than you had planned. But I think some of the things that I mentioned, uh, excuse me, that the Microsoft people dug up, I think can give us a lot of confidence uh, in the coming year. When they surveyed these businesses, one of the things that just jumped through to me was that small businesses that were surveyed were positive. And in my mind had big plans for growth in 2018. Why? Because over 90% of those surveyed, which to me is a huge percentage, are hiring one or more employees in the new year. Understand some of these businesses are small. They may only have a handful of employees. Others were up to 200 employees. So the fact that they're hiring one or more employees, that's significant when 90% of the people were looking to hire. So I take that as a real positive sign. I personally am very positive. Chris Pettigrew was on the show earlier in his business, oil industry, very positive about what 2018, he says that's the general consensus in this industry. So let's kind of move forward on that positive note. One of the things, though, that really struck me about this survey, and I guess you would expect it that Microsoft did it because they asked a lot of questions about technology, 
but I think there's something in here for all of us, and I want to share that with you. Almost 50% of the people surveyed said staying ahead of changes in technology was the single biggest business challenge they had. Think about that. Over half the people surveyed say staying up with technology is the biggest single challenge they have in business today. And the other thing that jumped out, not surprisingly, is the younger businesses, those in business a year or less, were more apt to adapt to technology, like use of mobile phones, having their employees use the mobile phones to conduct business. And 50% of the businesses that were five years or older were not inclined to use that level of technology like the mobile phone. So the older businesses, and I don't know if that has a thing to do with age of the individuals that own and run the businesses, or is it just the fact we've been in business, we're doing it a certain way, and we're not as aggressive as we probably should be in adapting new technology. But I consider that a potential issue for businesses that don't look at technologies. You know, older businesses, as we are, as I like to call them, mature businesses, We've always got to be open to technology, and we don't need to be an early adapter, but we need to constantly be looking at technology that's out there and make sure that we adapt to it at least as soon as our competitors, perhaps a little sooner, because I really do believe today that technology in the proper form and and implemented properly and trained properly can really give you a leg up on your competition. The other thing that people talked about, work-life balance, and I thought this was interesting, 80% of the people in the survey said they work 50 hours or less a week. And a lot of them give credit to technology. Technology properly implemented can give you more time in your life. Also makes it where you can be remote. You can be at home, you can be traveling, and you can still stay involved in your business. So work-life balance, it's important to a lot of us. I think it's a very important thing. Over 80% of the respondents said they, in their minds, had achieved work-life balance. So I think that's fun, is an interesting and very important point. And lastly, to me, this is a warning. Cyber attacks. Uh, I was a little concerned about the survey results. Uh, 50% of the people surveyed said they weren't concerned about them. 25% said they're not doing anything. I believe that the potential for a cyber attack is very important, and we need to pay attention to that. You need to have a good technology provider You need to connect with good people like the Microsoft Store. They're there to help small businesses. And if you haven't visited one, connect with one in your area. They do a lot of great things for small businesses, not only with equipment sales, but also with teaching, helping you decide what type of equipment you need. They're a wonderful resource, I believe, for any small business. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining us today. And I encourage you, put us on the calendar for the next couple of Mondays, even though they're holidays. We'll be replaying some of our best shows. We'll be back at the beginning of the year, and I hope you'll join us on Monday. Put it on your calendar. And remember, you too can sponsor this program. All you need to do is reach out to Rick at IRLoneStar.com for details. And again, we've got podcasts out there, YouTube, Facebook, all over the social media, Google Play, iTunes. Encourage you to connect with our podcast. And again, thank you for joining us. Remember to stay in touch with what's happening in Montgomery County right here on Lone Star Community Radio. And until next year, stay engaged in your business and keep a focus on what counts in your business.
Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV in Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.